watching? Are you watching? Are you watching Harry Kane? Tottenham one, Manchester City nil, and Jacob, three points to start off the 2021-2022 Premier League season. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Your host, Michael Ramirez, along with my boy, Jacob Walraven. Jacob. Yes, yes, yes. Big win today against City. Hyunmin Dad, Hyunmin Daddy, Hyunmin Hung, Hyunmin Son scores the game winner in the 55th minute. Banger from outside the box with his left foot. There's no such thing as a weak foot with Son. My friend, what a game. I I don't even know what to say first. I don't I don't know what to say first. I'm just first of all happy Premier League is back. It's been yes, a great, yes. great time watching it. I mean, holy shit. I fucking love Young Min Son so much. I mean, the man, the man, I'm going to have to move past Son for a second because I can't even gather myself. <laughs> That's how much this man means to me. You know, I, I was talking to my wife about this game and about midway through the game, I was kind of like, you know what? And this may, people may not like this. I was like, Fuck off, Kane. We don't need you. Give me Sonny, boy. Give me Sonny at any position, and he's going to be an all-star. And my wife asked me, she said, what would you do if Son left Tottenham? Would you still be a fan, or would you, uh, you know, would you still support the team? Because, you know, they got rid of your favorite. And honestly, I could never imagine it. I could not imagine Hyungman Son and anything other than Tottenham. He's a man. He is the legend. He is young man daddy. I, I, I can't speak highly enough about this man. I thought him and Jaffet Tanganga. I mean, holy shit, <sighs> Jaffet Tanganga. I've been talk about talk about a physical matchup against Jack Grealish and Raheem Sterling all game long. Brick wall, man. Jaffet Tanganga, man of the match for me. We'll get into that a little bit later, but all I'm going to say about Jaffet. Oh my god! I'm, well, this isn't all I'm going to say about Jaffet. What I'm going to say about Jaffet right now is he he better get a percentage of Jack Grealish and Raheem Sterling money because if they had pockets in them soccer shorts, boy, he was taking that paycheck, and I loved it. That man was he was phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, again. Two players I'm speechless about, uh, and another guy. There's something I, I, I was going to talk to you about that I thought we should start. Maybe like our uh, Tottenham three stars of the match. And for me, it's it's Jaffet, uh, Sonny, and Lucas. I thought I thought Lucas put one hell of a game on. You could tell he was a little frustrated there at the end of the game. I think he wanted to get one too, but he was man. He was a he was instrumental in that win. We don't get that goal if Lucas Moore is not playing. So. Man, it was just a great game all around. The one thing I didn't like um, was was not seeing Bergvine score that. Um, it fell into his lap. We normally don't even get chances like that. If The ball never falls to our players like that. And we almost had a chance to go two, up, uh, two goals up. And that, that's the only downside of this game. But other than that, holy shit, dude. Um, first, first of all, first game back at full capacity at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, fans have returned to the stadiums. The crowd reaction to, to Sonny's goal was absolutely electric. And I was talking to you a little bit before uh, we started recording, Jacob. I think that's one of my favorite 
goals from Sonny all time, just because of match week one, starting the season off with a bang, all this drama about the Kane saga and just, oh my God, what a insane goal from outside the box. Beautiful, beautiful finesse shot right around Ederson. He had no idea where that ball was going, man. There was no shot. He was saving that. It was just, it was just like the perfect recipe. If that makes sense. Um, all right. My three stars of the match. Since you went, I'll, I'll, I'll go the two similar to you and then I'll change it up just for the, for the sake of changing it up for my last one. I would definitely include Lucas in this, but for me, I'm going to go Sonny Tanganga as well. Oh my God. Tanganga was absolutely ridiculous tonight. And I think I'm going to have to, to cut it in half. My friend cut it in half. I'm going with Oliver skip and Davinson Sanchez. Okay. David, this, this was one of Davinson Sanchez's best performances in a Spurs shirt. Just the magnitude of the game, clean sheet against the reigning Premier League champions. He was closing down almost every chance that came his way in our own box, uh, especially early on in the match. City was really, really dangerous. I was a little nervous that we were going to concede early on in that match. Yeah, but it definitely you know, they, looked the, that the way. Back line, the back line held, held tough, man. They held strong. I know we slander them time and time again on this podcast, but we have to give credit where credit is due. The back line stepped up today when we really needed them to the most. It was really in the beginning of the first half and then kind of midway through that second half. But other than that, honestly, we may have had less possession, but I thought we kind of dominated the match, dare I say. Maybe not dominated, but I, I would say the I think second we half. definitely had the majority of the, the chances. Um, yeah. Um, the first half, we didn't have many chances, but I mean, Davinson Sanchez, holy shit as well. Um, again, if I'm saying the worst thing about the game is a Bergvine missed opportunity and Sanchez and Dyer were our starting center backs. I think anyone who's listened to this pod knows we're not great fans of them, but I mean, you got a clean sheet with that duo. I will say if you have a world-class striker such as a Harry Kane on that Manchester team. I don't know if we shut them out, but with what we – you can only play who's in front of you at the same exactly. time. And but we, at, if, if you want to go that route, think of it this way. What if we would have had Harry Kane? That might have been a 3-0 game. What if that was Harry Kane that the ball dropped to instead of Irvine? He would have put that away. There was a cross from the left-hand side from, I believe, Reggion, and he crossed it, and Sonny was just like – a little the header where he tried to go up for a header i told my wife if that's harry kane he's putting that that in he's putting that away um so i do agree there i think our game plan would have been completely different though if we did have harry kane i think with Mm -hmm. that front four and the pace that we have we knew that this was going to be a game where manchester city possesses a lot of the ball we knew that going in so it was just about our counter attack opportunities and we capitalized on them if we have harry kane out there either Mora doesn't start or Bergvine doesn't start. You know what I mean? And I think that that greatly changes the way that this game was played uh, from our standpoint. So honestly, that's why I came to the conclusion during the game was like, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. The only thing I would like to see is, um, I mean, I don't even know what I would like to see because I can't think of who I would take out. You know, Delhi put in one hell of a shift. It's not going to show up on the, on the score sheet. It's not going to show up. He, 
he was box to box. And there was a quote from Nuno post game that he's a runner and he can play box to box. And we saw that today. And I was just really proud of him. I was really proud of the whole team. I thought everyone did an outstanding job. Um, the Oh, I will say the second bad point of the game was seeing Matt Doherty get subbed on. <laughs> that that wasn't it. pleasant. I, I was I was like, okay, this is feels like a Sissoko sub. We're gonna or a Harry Wink sub. You know what I mean? They're gonna come on and we're gonna fucking concede and maybe even lose this game. But thank the thank the football gods that they blessed us on this afternoon because we did something right. Something went in our favor. Well, their bench was like 250 million and they're starting. Yep. Their this starting was, the was like most, 350 million. Some this was like the that. most expensive team that any Premier League team has fielded in Premier League history. That is absurd. I saw that stat before the game. That it is was absurd. valued at over 500 million. That's how much their team's worth. And then they want to spend another 150 million on Harold Kane to buy to buy Harry Kane. Yep, it's <laughs> ridiculous, dude. Um, I want to get into Tanganga shortly, but. I did want to get your thoughts, and uh, I wanted to give mine as well on the formation we played today. Played a 4-3-3, and by the way, um, we definitely don't want to forget to mention that this was Nuno's first official game in charge. Mm. Um, First Premier League game in charge, first home game in charge in front of a packed house at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he got a big win against the reigning champs in match week one. Like that, That is huge. Not only... Obviously, you're going to have the confidence of the players because of how well they performed. But now you have the fans literally behind your back supporting you through now it's going to be through thick and thin because you've already set the tone early. Hey, I'm here to I'm here for business. I'm here to get wins and I'm here to elevate the culture and the mood surrounding the club, because obviously it's not the brightest of times in 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 Tottenham Hotspur. But I think Nuno's trying to make that change. He's trying to make that create a, a culture at Tottenham. I think it's working so far. Hey, so far, so good. I'm all in on Nuno. Uh, what were your thoughts on the 4-3-3? I thought it was really, really good with Koi Bear in the middle, Winks, um, or huh, not Winks, Jesus Christ, not Winks, oh. Skippy on the left and Deli on the right. I thought it worked pretty well. You know, I loved the play of Pierre, Emil Hoybier, and Oliver Skip as well. The way they shifted to the right and to the left, no matter... I mean, obviously, City was going to their left, our right, with the ball prim- primarily all the first half. I mean, I don't even know how much Mares touched the ball on that right side, but you knew that they were trying to get the ball at the feet of Grelish and at the feet of Sterling, and I just thought Javid Tanganga knew he had Pierre-Emil Hoybier and then behind that, Ollie Skip, I think that he just played with a lot of confidence and he was able to just completely shut that team down. The The formation, I think, was um, a great formation for playing the against a Man City type. I don't know if this formation would be ideal, say, against like a Southampton or an Everton because they're not you know, they're not going to push you as hard as a city, you know, the reigning Premier League champs. So Man, I, I love to see it. I think they referred to it what is like a Christmas tree because <laughs> that's at times that front three was just kind of I, I love the pressure. I loved the urgency. I just think that this is closer to Tottenham football than dare I say with the Jose tactics. You know what oh, I mean? The Jose sure. tactics was for sure completely different. We were still playing on the front foot. The the Sissoko, the non-Sissoko sub of Gio 
Lacelso, I think, is another indicator of that. He came on and had a, I mean, he just made a difference. He brought something else to this game that we needed at a time in which we were very close to conceding. And Hugo Lloris stepped up several times as well. I mean, Sanchez stepped up against De Bruyne. I was a little worried when De Bruyne got subbed in. Yep. You know, um, seeing him not on their starting lineup made me a little happy. I'm not going to lie. Going into this game, I was very not optimistic. I'll put it that way. No, when I saw Dyer and Sanchez starting in the 11, I was like, oh, we're fucked. I literally tweeted out that Jose meme from the All or Nothing doc, um, the one that says we're fucked. I quote tweeted our our lineup announcement because I just assumed the worst, man. And, hey, give credit where credit's due. Played a hell of a game. Dyer and Sanchez played uh, fantastic today. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Jaffa Tanganga, though. My man of the match. Um, obviously, Sonny had the big goal. Love Sonny. Club legend. Love him. Love him. Jaffa, this was the Jaffa Tenganga game. Botting Sterling and Grealish, like you had mentioned earlier, Jacob, this was his best performance in a Tottenham shirt. By far. Mm-hmm. He, he has proven himself now. As of right now, he's undroppable, in my opinion. Agreed. Either play, him, either play him at center back or, dude, honestly, at this point, just keep him at right back. He is he has been playing so well out there, even in preseason. And now he proved himself against the reigning champions. You got to keep him out there. He's your starting right back right now. If if you're Nuno. I mean, and if you, you think you about know, the he, he loves him. If you think about the other top teams, right? They mostly play, I mean, outside of Liverpool, who have right and left, but most other teams play primarily coming out that left side. So you're gonna need a strong right back. And if he's able to shut down the reigning Premier League champions and their record signing, undroppable. I mean, the fact that we were even talking about him possibly getting loaned out to Galatasaray was was absurd. I was pissed when we talked about that because I've I've loved Javid Tanganga since I seen him start a game. And that was against Liverpool and what that 1920 season with this. Yep. So. Man, I'm so happy for the guy. I'm so fucking happy for him, for Hyungmin Son. I'm happy for Sanchez. I thought he played one hell of a game. To me, he proved that, you know, he might be the partnership we need with um, with Romero. And, you know, all props to Dyer as well. He had a solid performance. I think Dyer is a solid choice uh, with Sanchez in the, in the conference league. I think he's solidified that he could... <laughs> I know you're laughing, but we're going to need <laughs> no, rotation. I know, I know, I know. That is where I would gladly leave Dyer. I would I would gladly leave Dyer in the Conference League rotation while we play Romero, Sanchez, uh, Rodon, if he ever makes it into the 18 again. But um, hopefully we get a new center back as well. They can get in the rotation with league and cup matches. But Conference League, hey, we can play Eric Dyer all we want. I could care less. I think I think that um, the depth is going to be very, very big for us if we're trying to sustain any kind of success or have any hopes for any kind of silverware. I mean, I I feel like that's the goal every year is to win a cup, win the league or get top four. And if that's not the goal, then I I don't know what the hell we're even doing. But for me, um, Oliver Skip, he had a very shaky first, I'd say, 20 minutes. But after that. The man was solid. He was looking yep. like Pierre 1.5 out there, you know. 
I am so excited about our defensive mids. You have no idea. Oh, yeah. And it's we were most... talking about it in the last episode. Remember, I had even predicted it in my 11. Mm-hmm. Oliver Skip alongside Hoybier. And then I think I had said, um, I think Gio was going to start ahead of them. But I, I would have said Gio, Deli, or Endombele. But obviously, that's a different story. Um, Do we even know what's going on there with Tongi and Dombele? I think it's because he's not 100% committed to the club. Um, so, yes, Endombele, Endom Daddy, Endom Long Schlong, Endom Thick Dick, whatever you want to call him. Um, not in the 18 today in Nuno's first official Premier League 18. I don't know, man. I think we're they're they're gonna wait it out, see what the situation is, see if any offers come in, and then if the window closes and he's still here, I think he'll be in the rotation. But I don't know, man. It's not looking great. Um, on a more positive note, though, Christian Romero did end up making his Premier League debut and his his Spurs debut as well. Um, came on in the in in late late into the game. I think it was like the 87th, 88th minute. Loved it. Um, hey, clean sheet. Loved it. it in the record books. I don't care. But ah, oh, he looks so beautiful in in Lily White. He really did. I it was excited. Right. He had maybe one or two touches there, but yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I think he starts next week against Wolves, bro. He's he's got to. I think he's fit. I think we he proved that he was fit by Nuno being comfortable enough to at least throw him out there, knowing that he was still recovering from injury recently. I think he starts next week. I really do. Yeah. Um, so you just almost had the most perfect segue to talk about previewing our next opponent, Wolves, which this is one I'm excited about. You know me, Michael. I do watch Wolves. So um, I'm, I'm excited to preview this one. But to wrap up um, my thoughts on the game, player of the game for me is Jaffa Tanganga. Yes, Sonny did have the difference maker of the goal. He was working hard all game. But if you don't have the performance from a Jaffet like you had today, you have a Serge Aurier or, God forbid, Matt Daugherty, I think that that, that game gets turned on, on its fucking head and we're looking at like a 3-1 maybe, but was still Sonny scoring more than likely. I mean, I, I never had a doubt that he was going to bang one. That's how I felt the whole game. I knew he had one in his pocket. We got robbed in the first half when he had that finesse shot that went off the ass of somebody. I think Cancelo. Fernandinho. No, it went off. No, it was, it was Cancelo's ass. He stuck his ass out and it just bounced it? off of it. Yeah, it was one of them. The one with bleach hair. I'm twenty-seven. Number twenty-seven. I think that's Cancelo. Before we, uh, before we preview Wolves, we'll we'll keep that kind of short and sweet because this is this is just like the ma- oh my god, we're just so hyped right now about this match. Right. Um, I do want to talk about Hyunmin Son and Harry Kane. So I had uh, obviously introed this podcast at the beginning with the song, Are You Watching Harry Kane? The Tottenham fans were singing it late into the second half when we had pretty much felt like we had the win in the bag. I can't lie, man. When I heard the fans start singing, Are You Watching Harry Kane? I got really emotional because, you know, I've mentioned it on the pod in the past that uh, Harry Kane was really the player that made me fall in love with the game back in 2014 or whenever it was. Um, It's just really sad to see how all of this has unfolded with his transfer saga. Um, But today's performance proved to me and the rest of, of the, the, the Tottenham fan base 
that he's not bigger than the club at the end of the day. And I have to remember that I support Tottenham Hotspur. Um, that's my club. Harry Kane is not my club. Harry Kane is one of my favorite players. Will he be my favorite player of all time anymore after all this is said and done? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts were, but you know how much Harry Kane means to me, um, especially when Hyun Min Son was hyping up the crowd after the full-time whistle blew and he went into the south end, into the south, the, the south stand. He stood in front of him, clapping him on, hyping him up. And then, uh, you know, he had he had shouted with with passion, tapped the crest. It was just. It's special, like we we really do need to appreciate Hyunmin, players like Hyunmin Son, who are mm-hmm. loyal to the club, love the fans. We love him like it's what it's all about at the end of the day. And it just, you know, when you see that with with Sonny, it makes me feel a little bit better about the future, but it still makes me sad with just how everything's unfolded with Harry Kane and just to see how Tottenham fans perceive him nowadays. It's, it's just a bummer. It, the, it, all of this was avoidable. The man is receiving a lot of disrespect that I don't think he necessarily deserves. At the end of the day, he's making a decision, a business decision that he feels is best for him and his family. And I think to some degree we, we should allow him to do that. He's done everything for the club other than point to the crest. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, it is sad times to see that kind of going on, but you're right. We need to appreciate players like, like Sonny while we have them while they're here. I kind of talked about it earlier in the show. Um, you know, when, when my wife has the question, what would I do if, if son left? Cause that's my, you know, that's he, he, I love the man. He made me fall in love that, that smile, the way he plays, just everything about the man. And if he left, I honestly, I would still support Tottenham because I think you hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, you support Tottenham Hotspur. No one man is bigger than the club. And I think that that's the most true statement, excuse me, when it comes to this Harry Kane situation is, especially what you saw, we defeated the team that wants our arguably best player, right? Like we beat them without said player. Pep Guardiola dubbed us the Harry Kane team and we beat him without Harry Kane. I think in four times that we've played them with Pep since he said that and four times he's played once and I think came off a second time, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So it was just beautiful justice. You don't always get the good guys winning the match. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen. You saw it last year when city won the fucking league. And when Chelsea won the Champions League, you know, the good guys don't always win. But, man, when they do, it's fucking sweet. Feels good, man. It feels good. This is, uh, looking back on it, I'm probably going to remember this is one of the best team wins in recent history in at least the last five years. Uh, just the way that I think the team rallied, um, stuck together today amongst all of the the rumors and the the transfer sagas and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see, like you said, the good guys get, get the win sometimes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's, time. Nice to see, it's, it's nice to see the big bad wolf lose every now and again. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Fuck that club. I hate Jack Grellish now. I fucking hate that dude. And I didn't when he played for Villa. So I was like, you know what? You'd be the pretty boy of your team. That's cool. He go sign this big ass transfer and what? fucking 90 seconds into the game 
Ollie Skip touches him in the back and he goes down in his face. Look at this. Like that's you can't see my face if you're listening on Spotify, which shout out to our listeners on Spotify. But yeah, that's it, my face, Spotify. I made a, a very wan crybaby, like you just took my oatmeal face. You know what I'm saying? He's just looking up like, uh, someone help me. This man just touched my back. Bitch, get your ass up. Tanganga pocketed you the whole game. You know what I'm saying? How much Jaffa Tanganga make? He ain't make no 139 million. He, do- he doesn't make enough. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't make enough. He he definitely does not. Well, sir, we have three points to start out the Premier League season. Hey, we're one and zero, baby. One and zero, one zero and zero. Week two next Sunday, we do play. You know Wolves. what one zero and zero is? It's one hundred, and it's so. also undefeated. We are yes, invincible sir. right now. All right, next week it. we do have Wolves, Nuno's old club, former club. Um, to be honest, man, I'm I'm super confident now. I'm on top of the world right now. I'm not too worried about this one. Um, I know you love a, a Damachara. I'll I'll let you get into that in a little bit. But um, I think it'll be a... You don't have to cover your mouth when you say that. You can say his <laughs> name with, with some gumption. I, I think it'll be a, a good test for us. I think it'll be a... You know they're they're definitely not a pushover. No no game in the Premier League is a pushover. It'll it's going to be nice though to not have the pressure of playing a team like City or you know anyone who's who's challenging for top four. But um, regardless, I'm excited, man. I'm just so excited to to watch Tottenham play again. It's so nice to be able to want to watch them play now because they play attractive football. And man, it's just so great. Premier League's back. It's just. A whole other feeling. The the worst part about Premier League being back is that the new FIFA is not out. That's the one thing I yep. will say. Yep. And it'll come out for another month and a half. Yeah. It's coming out in October, I think, this year. God, that sucks. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Nuno knows. That's what I think. Because Nuno definitely does know. This man knows Wolves. This man knows their players. Hopefully, we leave Matt Daugherty. Um, leave him in Molyneux. Yeah, leave, leave his ass over there in Wolverhampton. And I think we should get the dub. They looked – I did watch uh, Leicester City play uh, Wolves this past Saturday. And Adama Traore, the, he should have scored two or three different times. Um, and then should have. You've always mentioned his finishing – but should've. the man made some world-class plays, and he should have finished them. Look, man. My only thing is I hope he doesn't finish those against Tottenham because well, it's a good he's coming thing. off the right-hand side, so Sergio Reggion is going to have a big man running at him. It's a good thing that he doesn't finish for shit because he's not going to do anything against us. So, look, I will say this. Um, I don't, I don't want to say – I don't want to make the impression that I think this is a, a surefire dub. It is a road match. Um, any away match in the Premier League is a tough match. But um, we, we have had some success at Molyneux in recent seasons. I think this will be a good test. It's obviously going to be probably an emotional one for Nuno. The, this next week's going to be crazy, man, because I think this week we're going we're gonna to see if we're going to keep or sell Harry Kane. I think this is it. Do you think that um, happens before the uh, Conference League game? Cause that's on Thursday. We'll see. I don't know. We'll so see. 
three, four days for him to get going. Yeah. But regardless, I think right now, I think Baratici's already has, I think he already has a list of players that he wants to pursue if he does get that Harry Kane money. I think we just got to sit back and trust Baratici at this point, bro. If we can get the fee that we want, which hopefully is at least 150 million pounds, not euros, pounds, I think if we get that amount of money for Harry Kane, get the money in and let Baratici cook. You got to trust him at this point, bro. Mm -hmm. You have to. I mean, he's done some really good things for us thus far. I think we could do better in the selling department. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you need to bring guys in that are going to be able to fill that role. So personally, there's some people that I think have yet to get washed away, so to speak. But, hey, Dyer and Sanchez, you are right with me for this week. Dyer, at least this week. Sanchez, he earned himself a month the way he just stepped. Allen Iverson stepped over uh, Jack Grellis. You saw that whenever he yeah. embodied him Pep on the got ground. Mad. And Pep got mad. Yeah. Um, I didn't like quick, to see him hugging Pep, but. Real quick, like you did mention, um, you know, for those that don't know that are listening to the pod, Tottenham do have a match before Wolves um, Europa Conference League on Thursday. I think we're going to see some Dane Scarlett. I think we're going to see some, maybe a little bit of Ollie Skip, but hopefully we get some young guys in there. You did mention or did ask if you, if I think that Harry Kane's going to get sold before then. It's going to be tough to tell, man. Um, but I think we're going to see, I think we're going to have a little bit more clarity by the end of this week of, of what Tottenham's going to look like this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a good test for the younger guys. Hopefully not too many, if any of our players who started today, get any game time on Thursday. We'll see. I think it's going to be a, a good match to see players like Brian Hill, Galini. Um, I think maybe you get Romero on as a substitute to get some minutes in the second half under his legs. Um, it'll be, it'll be good, man. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see the youngsters play in the conference league this year. That is the only reason why I am even interested in the Europa Conference League, but it'll be a good chance to see the the younger side of the team, the players who are on the come up. And I honestly think this is going to be the competition where Brian Hill really does shine. And I think this is where he's going to try to have to prove himself to see if he can get a spot in a constant rotation on the bench or in the 11 in this team. Um, I'm excited, man. I don't know about you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of hype around this Brian Heal guy, and I love it. I'm I I can definitely jump on the choo choo hype trains, but um, yeah, I, I think it just remains to be seen. A lot of people refer to him as the Wonder Kid, the Spanish Neymar. You know, yeah. this is some high praise for a guy that I personally haven't seen much of. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I like to. I agree with you. I mean, I'm excited just for the chance that, hey, we might win a fucking trophy at the end of the year. That That's what I'm excited. Yes, I do want to see the young players, but um, just another competition, another chance to win another trophy. And, you know, who gives a fuck if it's Europa Conference League? It's a trophy. Arsenal ain't in it, are they? <laughs> Paco de Ferreira. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. That's the their Europa... 13 other opponent. teams that didn't even qualify for that tournament. So to me, fuck them. Fuck them. Give I, me the trophy. They're, they're shaking in their boots right now, bro, because of Brian Heal. He's about to put the sauce on them this Thursday. I'm excited. Any final thoughts, up. man? This is a, ah, oh, it's so good to record these types of podcasts after 
big, big wins. That's that's one of the best wins in match week one that I think I've ever seen Tottenham play. That was awesome, man. What a way to start off the Premier League season. I thought we were going to start off with one loss or maybe even a draw. Hope We were hopeful for just a draw when we when we signed off on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And now we have three points coming away from this game against the reigning champs of the Premier League. Come on. Come on, you know, Spurs. My last thought is, I believe on the last pod, I did say if we managed to get three points out of this game, that I was going to scream and scare my child. And I actually did that with without even consciously thinking about it. <laughs> so... Sorry to my son, but I mean, it was a great game. Hey, when Sonny bangs him in, he bangs him in. He bangs him in. I didn't choose him for him to do it then, but he did. So that's that's all I got. Man, uh, what a yeah. match. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. Check out our Patreon if you uh, are considering supporting us. We greatly appreciate any donations, but... Oh my goodness. What an episode to record. Thank you guys so much for all the support recently, all the interaction on social media. Ah, this is a big win. 1-0 against the reigning Premier League champions, Manchester City. Tottenham won, City nil at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. First full capacity crowd back in White Hart Lane. What a match. Jacob, come on, you, you Spurs. Spurs.